that's the first thing we're going to cover because the next one is Kurt Angle's opponent, and we're probably going to go all form with that. Uh, the first thing was uh, Ronda uh, putting a title on the line against Dana Brooke. Uh, the week before, Dana cut a good promo on Ronda about how Rousey has been crapping on the business that she loves. Very passionate promo. People enjoyed it. There was a positive feedback on uh, social media about it. Um, then she was later destroyed for that uh, promo. Uh, the attack set up uh, this match between uh, Rousey and Brooke this week. Uh, didn't last long. Uh, she threw Dana Brooke in the arm bar and made her tap within, what, a few minutes? Was it that? <laughs> um, after the bell rang, she kept the hold on Dana. Um, and they're going with the storyline that she's been injured. Uh, of course, officials came out to stop her, and she attacked all personnel. Uh, she even got outside to the outside. Uh, where she was surrounded by security guards and out of nowhere her husband Travis Brown grabbed one of the security guards and knocked him pretty good um, He then later grabbed Rousey and brought her over to uh, guardrail and walked away in the crowd Man, I gotta ask you. I mean We know the match was kind of like eh, but what do you think about the segment and how that builds to the whole storyline? That's been going on in the last month This was so easy I don't understand how they fucked it up. Uh, because, you know, I, I knew Dana wasn't going to win, obviously. But I did expect two, three minutes of offense. I expected at least a five-minute match. I, I don't think that stretching it that far that, you know, Dana worked her ass off the last two weeks, cut great promos, looked real good. I like the less makeup thing she's rocking. Yeah. For some, I went into it expecting more. Now, where it went sideways for me was the security run-in. Not that I understood why it happened, but the way it was executed was probably one of the worst security run-ins I've ever seen. Because, yeah. you know, she was done beating up on Dana. Mm -hmm. She was outside. She kissed her husband. As soon as they released the kiss... Then the security's pulling at her. Now, I did love the reactions and the stuff that happened after that. Because her shoving them and that, like, get off me. I'm with my husband. Whatever was said. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, she turns her back. And then some other security guy just grabs her out of nowhere. So I understand the husband grabbing that dude and yanking him back and knocking him out. I actually love that. But the whole two times the security stepped in and touched Rhonda, I didn't understand the timing of it because the beatdown was over. She was out there celebrating or doing whatever with her husband. So what, the security's pulling her apart from her husband? I didn't see anything, you know, I didn't see security stepping in with Miz was hugging his dad or when Shane was attacking his dad or when mm -hmm. uh, Roman first came back and he was kissing and hugging all his family security wasn't stepping in. So why did they step in when they did was my biggest takeaway from it. But overall, I'm happy with what they did. I just didn't agree with the execution. Uh, as far as the match, it was utter garbage. Garbage. What do you expect with that whole situation? I mean, Didn't you expect slightly more, though? Yeah, you know what? 
it, it was someone that had the kind of passion that Dana Brooke had. You think that she would go deep within and try to, you know, pull off the impossible and give more of a fight than she did. It, it just kills the uh, women's division more. I went off about this yesterday when I did that drive along show. I'm actually getting tired of these fucking MMA people coming over because it, it's making it not believable. So if you hit them. And if they stay up, it, people go, oh, that's not real. That's not real because in a real life, they'd be knocked out. Or uh, and it all stems from because Lashley wants to bring his MMA side out on his character too. Uh, what's up, Bible Man? Um, of course, uh, real quick, I'm going to address this. Uh, and I'm going to make this very same point as well. Kenem Jones in chat. For people listening and um, on podcast form, we're live on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, and Periscope under the Go Home Wrestling Show. Get him Jones in chat says, uh, Travis Brown was able to attack a person and wasn't arrested. That was my disconnect with the whole thing. Is that That's it. Yeah. He was not arrested. That was my disconnect. I And I do agree with Get him Jones with the point before that uh, her not talking is a lot better. She's showing the more aggressive side. Now, this is where it, her being an MMA person does work. Um but you have to allow some disbelief when it comes to professional wrestling. And for the fact that some people that come from the MMA world cannot, might have a hard time, you know, thriving in the wrestling business. It, it could happen. Um, that, that was my whole take on that yesterday. And going on with this whole skit, it was perfect as far as what she did. Um, she's angry. She's pissed off at the world. She's pissed off at the WWE, the universe. Everyone is an enemy besides her husband and herself. And I think it's more than the championship now to her. It's more that she wants to destroy everything. And that is the ultimate heel move. I do enjoy that. My only disconnect was the fact that Travis Brown really foreigned the shit out of that security guard. And then was not arrested. <laughs> he looked like he connected too. Yeah. And if that was, if that was a work, man. If he was to go to professional wrestling, I I can I can believe that, okay? But I I don't know. How do you feel about the MMA people? I mean, real quick. My that, my really only take on that? MMA people, I would rather see someone coming off a winning streak in MMA and then transfer over. It always seems like, even in Ronda's case and every other male that's pretty much ever done it, with maybe the exception of Lashley. I was gonna say it's he, it's all after they're burnt out on MA and they're coming off these losing streaks. Yeah, I and okay. I don't want to see a, a guy or a girl that lost two, three, four straight fights and then they jump in and then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. I don't. It seems like all the big names. Like I get Shayna Baszler's great, Lashley is great, but you would put them in like the B category. I'm talking more case of Rhonda and even Lesnar to a certain extent is I don't want to see people, the biggest names from MMA come over after basically getting run out of UFC. Everybody remembers Rhonda crying and disappearing for a year. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't get that. Like I would rather see a guy or a girl at the top of their game, leave on top, come over, wreck some shit, and then go back and wreck some shit over there again. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like to say. Yeah, Lesnar was kind of, you know, going back and forth with that, and I'm okay with that, because he was a personal, I think, Lesnar shit compared to what he used to be years ago. Oh, definitely. 
Um, wrestling, probably kind of the same, even though to, the last couple matches. Fair, to be a little fair to Lesnar, though, he almost died. I, I mean, not talking about oh, that the stomach ailment. Not ailment. talking about the appearance stuff. Yeah, we can all shoot the shit about that till the cows come home. But let's be real. He's never going to be what he was in UFC ever again because of what he went through from a health point. There is no way. If, if you take that, like that never happened, though, oh, there's no doubt in my mind he'd go back over there and win multiple. I don't think he would ever came back over to WWE, to be quite honest. Yeah, exactly, but... Yeah. I don't think as far as losing a step only because of what happened with him health-wise, not because of talent. Well, all right, well, going from the MMA world to the amateur professional wrestling world, Kurt Angle. We all know that he's uh, going to have his farewell match at WrestleMania, and there's a lot of controversy with this, and I'm probably going to get crap for this, but I'm going to explain why. Um, You're not going to get crap for it. Oh, I because... haven't if you haven't seen Twitter. Um... No, 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 no. You shouldn't get crap for it because at the end of the day, it does make sense. Oh, I, we'll get to that. If Let's... it was still 2018. Oh, stop it. <laughs> We're debating. Kurt Angle chose his opponent finally for WrestleMania. Uh, everyone was speculating it was going to be John Cena. It's going to be the Undertaker. It's going to be this guy. It's going to be this guy. It's fantasy booking, dream dream matches, blah, blah, blah. He chose Baron Corbin. And then a lot of people were upset by that. And now, Nishap, I'm going to get your take, and then I'll give mine. How do you feel I'll, about I'll him I'll tell you why that? they were upset. Why is they that? Weren't, they weren't upset because it was Corbin. They were upset that it was a guy that he been done feuding with for months now. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's not that it's Baron Corbin. If this match had happened at Royal Rumble and then Angle rode off into the sunset, I don't think you would hear none of the backlash you're talking about. But the simple fact, what we all kind of put this feud out of our mind to a certain extent. I know you did it, and you're happy with the match. And there is a small part of me that's happy with it. We're finally going to see the payoff we thought we were going to see months ago. So mm -hmm. I'm happy. It's going to be closure from that end of things. I just think, you know, it doesn't help your cause when you got John Cena sending out tweets. You know, we call it subtweeting in the Twitch world. When you go on Twitter and you tweet about something – but you don't say it specifically, but we all know what you really mean kind of thing. He just had one yesterday or the day before about this shit. Well, basically, basically implying that he wants to be in that match. He just didn't specifically say it. But if you read the tweet, you would under you would get that. And I think that's the problem. And then you had the fact that you brought Shelton Benjamin back on Raw. So then everybody thought, okay, that might be the guy. So I think if you weren't teasing all these other guys being in the mix, I don't think the backlash would have been as bad either. I just think they did a poor job of leading up to it. But like I told you when we briefly talked the other day, I it makes sense storyline-wise. And at the end of the day, we'd rather have that than just a match that's just thrown together. But they shouldn't have teased us the other ways first, is all I'm saying. And I, I think that's what led to some of that. I get what you're saying as far as having, you know, like the way they came about it. But that was also to, like, throw people off. 
You don't want a certain thing. If you know for a fact what everything was, how everything was going to go, would people watch the product? No. If you know where it was going, a lot of people would be like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. Why should I even bother? It's that illusion. Like, is he going to face Cena? Is he going to face this guy? Is he going to face that? There's a little bit too much of that going on in WWE right now, especially when you include the stuff with Kofi and others. It's it's a little overplayed. The tactic is is all I'm saying. I think you have to because of the internet and the way things are today. Yeah, and you got too many dirt sheets that jump on anything. Like you got people thinking that New Day's really gonna quit. Yeah, a company. Yeah, well, they're really gonna quit when well, they just in India. But I, promoting. but I think they're creating the drama themselves though because now that, whoever we could, can, we could get whoever is controlling New Day's Twitter. Don't put out that video. Yeah. Good uh, <laughs> whoever's controlling John Cena's Twitter, don't put out them tweets then. And then we won't be in the position where we have to be misled. Because they're the ones that are planting the seed and then misleading. Like they're creating their own side storyline, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, and then they get upset that the fans are bickering. And then they want to throw, oh, yeah, that's another thing you should include this. That little sarcastic fucking jab they did on commentary about the, you know, WWE universe not reacting good to that match. That was bona fide retarded. Who, who, Corey said that, right? Yeah. Like, why? I'll get into it. No, what could that comment have possibly done to help the situation? Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. But here, I'll get. I'll go with this. I'll give you my full take right now, real quick. I love it, just for the reasons that you said it. It fits storyline wise. You could go with John Cena. Oh, ruthless aggression, two thousand two. Okay, if you're gonna build off of something from seventeen fucking years ago, okay, I guess you could try to come up with something with a guy that started his career with Kurt Angle, and it'd be the, it'd be right for him to fight him in his last match. Then. Uh, who else? Uh, what, uh, Undertaker. Well, there isn't really much there. How are you going to build that in a few weeks? They had a, maybe a match or two in the past, <laughs> but there was nothing really there. The only one that seems fitting was Baron Corbin, a guy that is a great heel, and we can well, all admit that. We can admit that he's a good heel. You even said you enjoyed his work as a GM last year, and I know it was only last year, okay, that all this happened, and they kind of cooled down, but that wasn't his fault that was creative's fault and getting him to that level and beyond that level is putting him in this match give him the rub and ultimate rub the ultimate heat is if he was to beat Kurt Angle at Wrestlemania imagine the rain of booze if he was to defeat Steve, Angle that, in his last that, match that leads to my next point you basically you know you made a comparison when we were talking about the predictable stuff you know you like to throw that curveball right but isn't picking Corbin leading to the most predictable outcome with Angle winning? Because Angle wasn't going to beat John Cena. Angle wasn't going to beat The Undertaker. So isn't it not most likely out of all the possible opponents that were out there that this is the guy that's most likely to give up the win to Angle on the way out? It makes people believe. Yeah, Because I, I personally think when they were feuding, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have stats in front of me, didn't do no research, but I'm pretty sure Corbin won a majority of 
all their matches last year, right? So this yep. would be time for Angle to get that win back. So you think? I know, well, you throw the cold, the curveball with Corbin winning, and then yeah, we're having a whole, whole new positive conversation. But yeah. I think out of the three people, Cena, Taker, Corbin, Corbin's the most likely for Corb or for Angle to get that win. Not saying that's where I think it's going, but the most likely of the three. Yeah, well, I do like it. It fits storyline wise, and I just hope that people don't bitch enough till they have to throw, you know, throw a curveball and go with John Cena or someone else. Because for Kurt Angle to do right for the business, when you're on top or even on the way out, you reach your arm down, bring it up. I've always made that example with Abyss what he said last year because that is the most perfect thing you could say as far as being a man that's retiring or on top. Make sure you reach down and bring someone up with you. That's what you do right for the business, and doing something right for the business business is to get someone over. And this is a guy that we all admit is talented. He's a talented wrestler. He's a great heel. He responds to it well. And like I said, if he was to beat him, everyone thinks that Angle would get the victory, get redemption. But it would always... Just imagine, if he wins, he never gets that redemption. His last match, he lost. Imagine the heat this guy will get the very next night when he walks out uh, at the Barclays Center. He, the people would implode. It, it, it will explode. It, it just. I think it'd be good for him to get the win. And the right thing for Kurt Angle to do is to help the business by helping a wrestler. And I'll tell you right now, he would be on the top of the heels as, you know, if he was to beat Angle. So that. that and, and go with the little theory about all oh, wrestlers losing on his last match. Terry Funk did the Bret Hart on his first farewell match in 97. Um. <laughs> Charles Michael I'm, sure what, I'm just saying. Sure what matches did Funk have? Uh, I think twenty at this point. Uh, I think, I, for what I hear, he's talking about doing one more. <laughs> I heard some. Who was that seventy-nine-year-old wrestler they were just talking about the other day that retired after having a match? Oh, I can't remember the name, but yeah, I read that too. But I do Excuse have something I want to throw at you. You know, let's play hypothetical. I okay. know you prefer Corbin. Yeah, but. If you were going to replace Corbin with Cena, in my opinion, there's only one way you do it. And you keep Cena off TV. You literally have Corbin come down and Cena attacks him, beats the living piss out of him, jumps in the ring with Angle and Mania, and does the whole cheesy, ruthless aggression angle. And I get that. That's cheesy. Yeah. But based on what would happen in that match, you could go either way then. Cena, Angle, it don't really matter. But then you're also setting up for after Mania a Cena and Corbin feud. I might be okay with that if they do that from that kind of angle. If they just up and pull Corbin from the match, yeah, complete other bullshit. If you're mm-hmm. going to do it, I'm just worried that they're not going to do it right. Yeah, you're just going to pull you know, pull the carpet away with a guy that's there all the time for a guy that probably show up once in a while. Uh, if he doesn't show up in Mania, he'll probably be at the uh, Saudi Arabia event in May. Yeah, so. Now the hot button rumor, now that they went with Corbin, is that we're going to see Taker, Cena, Part 2, and oh God, that just makes me want to puke. Well, that's speculation, yeah. We'll see what happens with oh. that. Uh, it, it's Corbin. Corbin's the right choice. I feel. That's me. Of course, uh, I caught shit when I tweeted that out. What was that? Monday night. Man, <laughs> I, 
out of the like hundreds and hundreds of comments that I looked at, you were the only one that was okay with Corbin. I was okay with it because storyline it fits. No other storyline would fit based on you want to go with historical events that happened over fifteen years ago. Just well, you're, as you're basically that going with historical effects that happened last year, though too. Six months ago compared to 17 years. Big difference. I know, Come but on. it's still... Half the people that are following it probably weren't following it then. Come on. Let's Make... get realistic here. Let's get realistic. All right? We're, we're talking about fake professional wrestling. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about realistic. Let's you're, not you're, say... All right, let, let's get real. All right. Overall, I think it's a good choice. You think, you know... I'm on the fence with it. You are, okay. But if you're good, but I will give you this: if you're gonna pull Corbin, do it in a way that doesn't make him look weak. That's all I ask. Okay, I hope so too. Uh, Let's move along. Uh, Another thing that happened that night was uh, Batista's exclusive interview with uh, the (laughs) WWE Universe and Michael Cole. Uh, Michael Cole pretty much asked him why he did the things he did. Um, he pretty much addressed the like the reason he did all this. He wanted one final match with Triple H. Um, he pretty much went on to trash Triple H as far as how he is as a man, as a character. You know, he killed his character, um, saying he's a selfish man. He kept people like him down so he could stay on top. It was that same old story. Um, now. Do you feel like with his interview and the way he came about it, do you feel like it, it was any different? Um, did it do anything to build on a story? Or do you think this was just uh, a couple things just to explain his recent actions and why he wanted this match? I absolutely loved it. Okay. And the reason I loved it is let's take NXT from the last three, four years out of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Everybody. In the world, we all talked about Triple H's shovel for years and years and years. And NXT was the thing that stopped that talk. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But I liked this that Batista's using the shovel angle without saying shovel, basically, because it's all how we felt five, ten years ago. So it makes sense that, you know, Batista being a bitter crybaby style heel that he is it would make sense that he would dwell on something from long ago because that's really how the times were at that time mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't want you can tell when you listen to batista that he's talking about triple h from the past he's not talking about triple h today you can tell that when you listen to what he's saying if he had come out and tried to cut the same whiny heel thing with how Triple H is acting these days, it probably would have felt flat. Mm-hmm. But I think Batista's been knocking it out of the park. As much as I bitch on part-timers usually coming back for matches, this is probably going to be the best part-timer match that we've seen in quite a few years, in my personal opinion, just because of the personal heat and all that, the almost realness of the promos. I am really looking forward to this, but I kind of have been all along. It just keeps going up a little. It's a nice pace where the anticipation is just going up and up slowly for me. I I totally agree with you on that. Go ahead. 
Were you going to finish? That that was my finish. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree with you. It, it was a good promo. Um, and I liked especially the explosive uh, ending when he's telling everyone to get out of this office. But yeah, uh, I totally agree with you on all those points. Uh, and like you said, to go back to it, it's the realism. And I, I think they threw a little bit of the realism as far as him quitting the WWE because you know he left on, twice on not good terms. So if he was there, oh, you okay there? Yeah, I got just respond to the wife real quick. Okay, no problem. Yeah, it just it, it, I like the realness of it. They did address the whole him quitting. He didn't leave twice on good terms, and there he is after, you know, going to Hollywood, coming back, and wanting this one last match with Triple H at WrestleMania, wanting it to be his last match. There was a lot to it, and it's more than just that. It's the fact that Triple H has never beaten him. Uh, so you got that as well. I love that part. And my speculation in the past was like, oh, maybe they're going to incorporate the McMahon thing. Obviously, that's not happening. That, that, that was just a wet dream on my part. Um, but overall, I am invested in this match. Uh, and as far as a part-timer match, I'm really invested. So I agree with you on that. There's you no, know, there's no I, think that, I, I think they're going to eventually take this McMahon thing to a different direction than we all speculated a few months mm-hmm. ago. Especially with Shane turning heel, Vince not act he's acting nonstop heel on smackdown too it just seems to me eventually we're going to get a raw versus smackdown type situation where triple h and steph are going to be the faces against the two mcmahon boys it, that's where i feel it's going to go eventually now yeah i thought it was going to do this sooner because this guy's got to focus on the xfl and when you focus on that knowing that the aaf is not doing too, too good you got to make sure, like, if you're going to be a swing football league, you got to invest a lot of time to make sure you promote it right, get people to know that it's back, this and that. I know he's got people along with him, but... I don't I, think he's going to be as hands-on with it as he's personally said in how we speculate. Yeah, I don't think so I at think, this point. I think he made the smart decision waiting for his league, set it up properly, put all the right people. He's got coaches like Mike, or no, Mike Singletary's in the other thing. that yeah. uh, what's his face? The oh, he's got Stoops, Spurrier. He, he's Is got a Spurrier? bunch of the old famous college coaches, I think, or some shit like that. And Albert Luck, while he was a trash player, he's one of the smartest SOBs in the world, mm-hmm. and he's the one that's basically calling all the shots. And I think the the moment. You know, AAF started failing as bad as it is now. Although it's good football. It's pretty decent football, to be honest. But it's failing hard. So it's at the same time, it's given McMahon that opportunity to just let the boys run the XFL and appear more on TV. Because the pressure is kind of getting lifted off of him. I worry that... He might get too involved with the WWE storylines and the league might suffer because of that initially. But if it doesn't, man, the AAF struggles have paved the way to bring Mr. McMahon, the character back. Cause he, he's honestly been on fire. Yeah. I do like what he's done with coach. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering like, like if he's going <laughs> to 
step aside a little bit. And I do love that little uh, angle with the McMahon boys with Shane and Stephanie. I mean, no, Shane and Stephanie, Triple H and Stephanie. Because going back to it, and we'll move along into the next thing we're going to chat about on Raw, um, was when the two things that occurred, Stephanie was out there when uh, Vince McMahon said, Kofi, you're out. Becky, you're out. I mean, and both times Stephanie was there, and then obviously that's, you know, the wife of Triple H. So Triple H will obviously take her side. So well, I, I kind of see where you're going with that. They, they might it go with seems that. like when they started this whole new era thing, yeah. all four were faces. Yeah, all that four. changed. <laughs> now they're two. So I hate to say it because I really don't want to see it, but it might be done right, so I'm going to hold out a little hope. Are we on our way to another Triple H Shane match? Possibly SummerSlam. Could be. And could be a control. <laughs> Might be control. It'd be a good it'd be a good way to write Shane and Vince out of things to have Triple H, you know, maybe Triple H loses to Batista and the McMahon boys start talking a little smack about that and then the control thing happens, but then Triple H gets that win over Shane and then Vince goes to XFL and Shane goes to the back scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, because obviously he'll want to be the new gorilla guy, where his father, you know, would sit right now. So, um, in my honest opinion, I see Shane winning at Mania, and I see Triple H losing at Mania, and then the opposite happens if they have that match, then I would obviously see Shane losing, Triple H winning. Okay. Well, we'll see, and we'll remember this uh, when it gets closer to the SummerSlam. All right, next thing uh, that happened that night was the uh, McIntyre... Uh, Rollins match before that match though Drew McIntyre cut a promo on um, Roman Reigns Bam. he addressed what he did the week before with the attack and that he he pretty much mocked him that he's sitting at home sitting on the couch watching him right now and he looked deep into that camera and challenged him to a match at Wrestlemania now before we get into the match between McIntyre and Rollins because that's only the only match we're really going to cover besides the Ronda match but how did you feel that it was confirmed that they're going to go with Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, and WrestleMania? Go ahead. I don't even really need to talk much on this because mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, this was probably the match that was set up the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that promo, wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's the really attack, good. The attack the week before, wow. The Rollins being pissed off and beating on Drew before the match. Wow. Then the beat them. Yeah. I. You can't say enough good things about this. This is just, this is what we love pro wrestling for. Okay. And unlike a lot of podcasts that just want to focus on the negatives, we do focus on positives. And yes, this is perfect. Why? they? There is a simple phrase that I always say. That many of the old school wrestlers and fans say, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. And that's what they did there. They kept it simple, a simple attack. There was some bad blood from the past in the fall. Sometimes simple is more meaningful than a setup. Yes. And this is a perfect example of that. Simple setup, one attack. And here you are. You got Roman Reigns, 
And we all, we could all say he's a great talent. People could trash him all he wants. And I know in time, this little I love Roman thing is going to fade away and they're going to go back to booing him. I, it's just a matter of when. Yeah, I'm going to be I'm one of those people him. booing. But for now, I'm loving it. Yeah, hypocrite. Um, but it's not a hypocrite. <laughs> it's because the act grows sour after a while. But I'm going to give you something right here. This is, you know, I just, just popped in my head now. Go ahead. You know how they're rebooting the the old school Jay and Silent Bob movie. You've heard about that, right? Yes. Uh, kidding me? I'm a Kevin Smith fan. No, no, no. This is this this leads to something funny. Okay, I, I think the premise of the original was anybody that shit on their movie, they wanted to drive around and beat their ass, right? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so here's my angle with this. Mm-hmm. I want to get me and I want to get you. We're going to get in the car and travel across the country. And anybody that has a problem with this match, this setup, everything that's going on, all you dirt shit, motherfucker, we're just going to go around the country, me and EJ, and we're going to punch you in the fucking mouth. We're going oh, to knock on you the punch door. him in the mouth? I'll go old school Italian and beat him with a bat. How about that? That works too. I, okay. I'll knock on the door. I'll punch them, and then when they're down, you just beat them down with the baseball bat. There you go. Because I mean, that's what it, we're doing, Philly. Honestly, I don't know what more as a podcaster, a dirt cheat guy, a basic fan, a diehard fan, even someone that hates the business. What else would you want for these guys to do to set up this feud any better than they've already done? There is literally nothing else you could do with this. You're essentially, at this point, just putting extra wax and polishing the shit out of this right now. Yeah, like, I'm with I don't you know, on that. I don't know what anybody else wants in life from a wrestling feud, but this is fantastic. This is the oh, best is. thing. This, to me, is the match I'm looking forward to the most on WrestleMania right now, by far. Oh, it's it not better. even close. And it better be late in the card. No, I'm t- I totally agree with you. Uh, they... Kept it simple, which is simple attack, beautiful promo. Now the response, and I'm anticipating, I'm really excited for how they're going to do it. Could it be just a simple attack? I'm okay with it. If it's a simple attack, they get everyone in the roster to come out and break them up. I mean, you're going to see an incredible match at WrestleMania. And I hope it isn't too early. I want it late in the card. And Quite possibly, this could be the best WrestleMania match in five years. Could be. It could be. And it's not even a title match. Imagine if that was a title match. Imagine if McIntyre won to Just say, hypothetically, if, you know, Reigns didn't go through what he went through. And I know people still speculate that it was not real. But let's go with that. It is real. And I feel it is. And he didn't go away. He didn't have to go through that. He still had the title. What if McIntyre won and that was for a title? Mm. But here's the thing. If it was for a title, would it mean as much? As it does right now. Because you got a Rumble winner going up against a champion. This one just happened because of a brutal attack on one of his first weeks back from battling from cancer. I don't think it would have much of a meaning. But now that I think of it, yeah, I like it the way it is. (laughs) It's been beautiful. Yes, it is. All right, so after the promo, you got the match with McIntyre and Rollins. Again, these two, it can never go wrong. It was probably the best match they've had because they had quite a few going back in the fall, summer and fall. And this one definitely did not disappoint. Um, McIntyre controlled a good portion of the match. 
Uh, what's up, great one? Uh, McIntyre looked real vicious and ruthless in the match, which I love because it, it goes along with this whole, you know, feud with Roman Reigns. But after being dominated for a bit, Rollins mounted a comeback. It looked like everything was going good for Rollins and was able, was about to finish off the Scottish uh, psychopath when Brock Lesnar, along with Paul Heyman, came out just for the distraction. That was able to set up McIntyre to nail the Claymore kick for the 1-2-3. So, real quick, you got my take on the match. How do you feel about the match? In a nutshell, the action was amazing, and mm -hmm. the ending made sense. So, it's one of those situations where so much good stuff happens. There's really nothing to critique. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, it was a great. I, it's you. You got to kind of struggle. So, I'm just gonna say this was. This is the top feud in the company right now. Uh, the Lesnar stuff. With rounds, yeah, it made sense. That's an okay feud right now, but just everything between these four guys right now, there's I can't think of nothing negative to say. I um, can, and get them judged yourself for me. Can we come up with a better way to distract people? Yeah, I think honestly, I'm not even. We didn't even address Brock Lesnar being on the show because what the fuck did he do? No, Heyman, but... Heyman did cut a good promo, but come on. I'm getting sick of that payment doing a promo. You got the guy that's a champion. Why is he not doing anything? Why hasn't he still... He still hasn't wrestled on Raw since, what, Tommy Dreamer in 2002. That was his official last <laughs> match on Raw. The guy's a champion, but yet the fight. Not even in a six-man tag that he doesn't even have to be in a match long. Does that cost more money, Vince? Does that cost more money for the guy to wrestle and just not sh show up and allow a uh, chubby guy from Brooklyn uh, do all the talking for you? Come on. That's fucking ridiculous. So I'm with you, Getem Jones. They could have done something better. But yet, in a way, it didn't hurt Rollins for the loss. It didn't hurt McIntyre as far as a legitimate uh, victory because, hey, it's your fault, Rollins. You took your eye off of him. He took advantage. Anyone in that situation would do that. So, I like that. And I guess I'll have to defend that when it comes to my power rankings later on with the list. Uh, it's okay to look to see where the person is, but turn your back to Drew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it is still dumb logic for someone's music to completely take someone out of the match. Yeah, I know. Tell that to Kevin Owens. Um... Alright, well, there was nothing we could criticize about that, but now we're at the end, and we gave it a bad rating last week. So, before we go on to SmackDown, we're going to rate Raw from 1 to 5. It wasn't good last week. I think you gave it a 1. What would you give it this week? Uh, 3.5. Wow. Oh, we agree. That's exactly what I was going to go with. I didn't think. I thought I was being generous. <laughs> I almost went four, but then I remembered about Dana some more, and I was like, nah, 3.5. I know. You did have quite a few filler things, and it is what it is. But we did discuss this recently about television titles being introduced. So you have lower to mid card, have something to fight for. You have a title that's defended on TV often. And because oh, you won't get your universal title defended a lot at the moment. Um, I, but that would be the perfect solution to what they're doing now. But overall, if you take out all the good things that happened on that show, 
how can you not go? You can't even go lower than three five. And if you are, you're being really critical. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that done the shows that were going to be shitting on it and looking for the bad things instead of the good things that happen on the show. So three point five for me as well. I just want to throw one little nugget on there though, as far as fillers concerned. Yeah. Keep Chad Gable off my fucking TV, please. Thank you. Whoa, why is that? Hold on. I was about to go to SmackDown. Why? Now you got me intrigued. What? You, you want to talk about the most cheesy looking tweener heel that I've ever seen in my life on WWE programming? It's Chad Gable. Fuck Chad Gable. He's going to act like a heel one week with Bobby Roode, and then the next week he's practically got his head inserted up Kurt Angle's ass. No, thank you. Yeah, he, he did switch his whole character. Okay, I get what you're saying as far as that. Um, but overall, if you were to take all that crap away, bro, I am a fan of Chad yeah, Gable as a wrestler. Um, I think he should remain solo at this point. <laughs> seeing what he's been with tag team, and it was pretty good but rude, but seeing what he did with Angle, I was like, you know what? This guy has something to offer as a singles guy. I would like to see that. Get the fuck out of here. I think so. He's a great in-ring talent. Yeah, see, get him, Jones. Man. You know what? You can get all better. See, he's a crotchy old man. He can't accept the fact that there are newer guys. God. You, you sound like the fans that are complaining that John Cena wasn't chosen. You know there's younger talent in the WWE, right? I mean, you got to replenish that. You're not going to have The Undertaker at 80 years old wrestling. It won't be You mean to tell me Chad Gable's your answer to replenishing the fucking talent? If you give him more creative freedom, Put yes. down the crack pipe. Put down the crack pipe now. I actually can't find it, so... I'm sober right now. Well, that don't help either. <laughs> did D-Shep shave his head? It seems like it, and so did I. <laughs> well, that completely shaved. I just buzzed it. Give them another title shot where they lose and Bobby complete. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was going to happen at Mania. He'll turn. I predicted that when we were doing a uh, fantasy booking for WrestleMania. There's your first TV title feud. Yep. I would love to see a TV title on... It would work, especially for a three-hour show. That's something to build up to. All right, so now that we're done with that, let's go right to it. Now it's time to get the guys' takes on SmackDown Live. All right, it is a SmackDown Live review, and uh, there's only going to be a couple of things we're going to be discussing about this whole thing. And that, I mean, you had your good promos, you had the good Miz promo. Um, the KO show was kind of, eh, to me, it was kind of flat. And, and I think it's it's a fizzing out of the the anticipation for that triple threat women's match at WrestleMania. Damn it. I don't know what happened with that. But um, between those two things, do you have anything, to, like any opinions on that besides the two things we're going to cover for uh, SmackDown Live? Did you like the Miz promo? I liked it. You weren't wild, obviously, because you would be going well, crazy um, over it. Well, see, I left my pop in the freezer for too long. And it's doing that shit where it goes to flood over, and I'm trying to prevent that. I'm sorry. What is pop? Shut the fuck up. What is pop? You do know it's called soda pop, like pop's the last Yeah, we call name, it soda right? in Philadelphia. Don't call it pop. It's not pop. It's soda. They literally they say pop on the can. It's soda. 
All right. I'm going to get... God damn it. All right. Well, as far as... Uh, the Miz promo, it was a pretty good promo. It was probably one of his best promos. Uh, I don't know why. At first, I was anticipating like the the match between him and uh, him and Shane, but I thought the roles were going to be different, and I think that's why I, I got to get used to a face Miz. I, I have to get used to that. Um, it might be good things for him. And we know that WWE has always been a babyface territory. Him getting a title might be good for him as a face. Eventually getting that. Um, the only thing I like about the KO show was the fact that he said we're all said what we all been saying that people don't want to see you talk; they want to see your fight. Exactly. Yeah, because the, the promos have been kind of flat, and I think that goes to what we were talking about before with micromanagement with Vince McMahon and the promos. If you allow them to go freely. The hottest things in that in that women's feud were the things that went on off the air. If they would allow some of that on the air with not being so graphic, I guess, because they are a PG product, the, it, the match would still be like more anticipated than what it is right now. I think the heat from that angle has fizzled out, and I, I, I just would have had that little oomph if uh, by the time WrestleMania comes around. I don't know. But... Uh, do you have any takes on that before we cover the two things we want to talk about? Well, you know, out of the two, uh, I would say the Miz promo was better than the KO show promo. Not mm. because of KO, though. Uh, KO was the highlight yeah. of that promo. And that's sad. Uh, <laughs> good for KO, but, man, they fucked this women's feud up so hard. They really did. Uh, you know... I know we all prefer Miz as a heel, but quite honestly, he can knock it out of the park. If you really give it a chance I'm trying and, listen, to. and listen to what he was saying, yeah, it was a damn good face promo. It was. We just all love him so much more as a heel. I think it kind of just makes it harder to accept him as a face sometimes. But if you really listen to him, he's a great face. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, just, I agree. We love the we love the other side so much. It's just hard to respect it sometimes. I did like the fact that Shane didn't come out and interrupt his promo. I mm -hmm. thought that added to it. You know, it was the whole uh, what they call it when it's not addition by subtraction. Basically, uh, you know, you added to it. By subtracting Shane coming out during that feud or yeah, that yeah. promo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was a good thing. Uh, this women's feud is trash at this point, so trash that you got to throw in KO to try to add something to it. That's sad too. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I kind of wonder, you know, in my opinion, KO's been knocking it out of the park since he's come back. What's KO going to be doing at Mania? I really can't wait to find out. I hope it's not just the Andre the Giant thing. Uh, but that would be a good pick for that, to win that. Uh, but we'll see. If not, I think a good uh, match with uh, Mustafa Ali. I think they could pull off a good match. And then somehow the winner of that faces the winner of Brian. And obviously it's going to be Kofi. Uh, that would be a good thing, and that that could something they could possibly go with. But yeah, it'll more than likely be in that battle royal because you gotta have 
20 people. Got to display as much talent as you can, right? Okay. Yeah, um, and you got to have a few big names in it besides Braun Strowman to make Ooh, Strowman KO stared at him for old time's sake. I know, especially when they're both faces. I don't know how that would work. You know, I, I would be kind of okay with that because they're doing this whole thing where Strowman's kind of a tweener guy again because of the SNL thing, which is a complete joke that we don't even need to talk about. But I think they could still, Owens and Strowman could have a good stare down uh, during the match. Oh, I guess we'll see, and we'll see if he's going to be in that match. Uh, on April 7th. All right. Well, speaking of April 7th, WrestleMania, we're wondering if the U.S. title is going to be on the card. Well, guess what? We got our answer Tuesday night as uh, they it, Rey Mysterio is being interviewed backstage. He was with his son, Dominic, which I thought it was Eddie Guerrero's, but okay, we'll go with this. That's still Rey's. Um, <laughs> <I'm a poppy. laughs> that was uh, the greatest shirt of all time back yep. in the day. Oh, yes. Your party. Damn right it, it was. God, he's still missed. Oh, God. Deeply missed. Well, Ray Mysterio announced that he's going to be challenging Samoa Joe for the United States title at WrestleMania. Um, I thought it was a good thing. I'll tell you why I don't like it real quick, and I'll get your take. Because I'm not liking the fact that this title is being like a hot potato. Like that in the IC title. I've talked about this on another show. How how legitimate to be an IC champion back in 1987 was an honor because as it's like you're the guy you're the top of the mid talent card you know the mid card talent I'm sorry mid card talent and you're the next guy to go up to main event status yeah so when you got the IC title it means you're going to get a promotion you're going to be up and you're going to be challenging for the title now it's like anyone could have it and not only anyone but the title reigns are so short, it's like you can't do nothing with it. Here, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. So it goes along with your prediction that we know Rey Mysterio is going to win. You've been predicting that for a while, so kudos to you for getting that right. My only take is you gave a guy a title, his first title on the main roster, after how long? I mean, he was challenging for the universal title, was unsuccessful with it, you know, capturing the title. And now you go... Send him over to SmackDown, give him a title, and just like that, he's going it, to... It's obvious. He's and he's drop just like the Revival. You give him a title, and then he goes right back to losing matches. Yep. Yeah, he lost that tag match. He got that... Uh, Rey Mysterio got the pin, which automatically qualified him for the challenge for the title. I, I don't know how you feel. I just don't like it. This is where I could be critical. Because I love Samoa Joe. <laughs> he's a great talent. And it's not like, oh, well, give it away. He's he's a younger talent. No, he isn't. They're about eight years apart almost. <laughs> or four or five years. I'm sorry, to be fair. Four or five years apart. Uh, Rey Mysterio obviously hasn't won the U.S. title. And it goes along to what you're saying. I mean, I just... <sighs> I would have much rather preferred that Omnis was the one that won the title and then Ray could have had that match with him. And then if you're not going to do Cena with Angle, I would have threw Cena with Samoa Joe for Mania. That's how I would have did it. But I'm okay with it in a nutshell. At the end of the day, we're always going to see little Ray against somebody that's bigger than him. But oh, we yeah. see it so many times. It's, it is played out to a certain extent. 
I think you could have had a much better match with Omnis, but they'll still have a solid match with Ray and Joe at the end of the day. It'll be a 3.5, maybe a 4 on a good day. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But I, I think Ray versus Omnis for the title would have been much better, and Cena versus Joe would have been magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been. Gavin Jones says Joe needs to hold the title for at least six months. Honestly, I'm with you. Actually, I'm going to put this on Twitter today, so... Go home wrestling. Make sure you're going that on Twitter. I want to do a poll. What is a respectable title reign that people would be, you know, happy with? Three months, six months, nine months, a year. Um, I agree you... with six months. Six months is a good title reign. Um, but also, I guys, think stick three around. Is way too short. Yeah, stick around, folks. After this, we're gonna get a, uh, do a best of the best tournament. We got eight main events that we chose personally, and you can help us vote um, for the best main event. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it, I, I, I kind of wish he would have held the title longer. It's obvious. He, WrestleMania moment, give the man the title. Even if he was probably, he'll probably drop it back to Joe. They'll probably do a rematch at Backlash, and he'll get the title back. But I think that's what they're going to go with. But it's like hot potato. I, I don't like the hot potato. It just it doesn't make the title as prestigious as it was. Nope. Intercontinental title included. I mean, come on. Think of the people that had it back in the late in the eighties, or even when it was introduced back in the late seventies, all the way to the early nineties. The Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and people having long, lengthy title reigns, and now it's like, here, you can have the title. No, here, you can have it now. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. They've been talking about that for years. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Dominic was always going to be a wrestler. No one's talking about the fact that Razor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Well, they kind of addressed that in a way. He said he's following his father's footsteps. They kind of addressed that on the interview. All right. Let's talk about the thing that everyone's been wanting to talk about. Everyone's been wanting to see. And that was, of course, the Kofi Kingston gauntlet match. If Kofi was to win, he goes on to WrestleMania and challenge him for the WWE title. Did he do it? We'll find out. Here we go. Well, the first match, he was going up against Sheamus. Sheamus, he nailed him with the trouble in paradise, got the win. And then, of course, after being jumped from behind uh, from Cesaro, Kofi managed to nail Cesaro with the SOS to knock him out. And, of course, they gave him Roman next. And Roman, uh, well, pretty much beat him and ended up getting DQ'd with a chair shot. He also put him through the table with the, oh, what would you call that? The claw slam? It's a choke slam, but claw. <laughs> then came Samoa Joe. And then he pulled off a roll-up pin and shocked everyone with that kind of victory. And oh, kind of, Samoa Joe lost? No uh, way. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no I forgot way. about that, too. Um, yeah, that was a bad choice to put in there. So many people, I just don't understand that in Randy Orton, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Then he went on to face, after being choked out by um, Joe, out came Randy Orton. Of course, that you know that little snake he is. He came out there and was on the prey and beat up on him, took him to the outside, beat him up some more. And somehow, some way, it was even an awkward roll-up, but the counter and RKO, he came up with another roll-up and got the victory. And everyone thought, he's going to WrestleMania. And where you said the heel McMahon comes out. And says, congratulations, you're going to WrestleMania. If you beat this next guy, 
And it came out, he came out, and it was Daniel Bryan. And, of course, even that seven minutes, again, I don't know about you, but there's magic with them, too, because that seven minutes was the best portion of that whole gauntlet. Despite the fact that Kofi did not win, and we still are going to see Kofi and him. Everyone just admit it. We're, we're going to see that, okay? Where they go with it, how they get there, I guess we'll see. We got a couple weeks. But man, was that seven minutes magical. Those two got some chemistry. They put on an incredible seven minutes. Had people going again because you've seen the fans were freaking, they were on the edge of their seats. It's like, holy crap, here we go again with these two. But obviously they were upset with the outcome. So you got my take. I'm sorry I'm a little long-winded with that. What was your take on the match? If this was three, four months ago, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Three, four weeks ago, I was I would be completely hundred percent okay with everything that transpired because I loved the Hill McMahon part of it. I did. The only mm-hmm. problem is we're getting a little too close to Mania. I understand. Yes, we're going to get Kofi in the match. We all know we're going to get Kofi in the match. Yeah, that's fine. That's not what I'm bitching about. At some point, so how does he get there now? Does he win a one-on-five match, and then he gets in, only then if it's, – it's just to – don't over-milk it. Is all, I'm getting worried about that because we're getting a little too close to Mania now. Like I said, if this was, you know, mid to late February, I'm 100% okay with this. It's just I think we're running a little short on time, and I don't want to wait till the last SmackDown before Mania – and that's when he officially gets in the match. I don't want that. Uh, so I'm worried of how we get there uh, because I seen what happens when I was worried how we were going to get to the women's triple threat, right? Yeah. And then they over milked it to the point that no one cares yeah, like no they did. Yep. I'm worried they're going to do this to Kofi, not on purpose. Not because he's black or not because of anything like that. So I hate when people bring up the race thing. It's not about that. If Mm -hmm. that's what it's about to you, then you're in the wrong line of fandom. Uh, Go watch some other sport then if that's what your concern is. It's not about that. It's just the simple fact of dicking a man around this close to mania. Just get him in the match already, even if he ends up losing I'm okay. Just put him in the fucking match already. Like I, I don't. What, what, what's next on SmackDown? What are we gonna see? Do you think bold prediction? A one-on-five match? Uh, or is he gonna McMahon's gonna say, hey, you gotta beat your two homeboys? I mean, what, what's it gonna be? I, I, I just don't see any more ideals out there. Well, a lot of people are speculating. Yes, it was gonna be something like you gotta beat one of your own uh, New Day. Uh, friends, or but they could all. And then I thought about this. I was like, well, they could easily just go lie down and pull the fucking Hulk Hogan, Kevin Ashley, and the finger. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too when yeah. I was saying that. But like, it won't work. My thing is, look how everyone was in the backstage rooting for him. AJ Styles rooted for him. KO said something later earlier that night. So the whole roster is on his side. Remember that moment where Daniel Bryan had the whole WWE universe out with him, and he says, "Give me that match, give me that match." I think they're gonna Ooh, recreate hijack it. Ooh, hijack SmackDown. We Re- recreate it, 
But this time, instead of the universe, it would be the roster. Because they are all on his side. Why not a recreation of that, but with the roster? On I like side? that. I like that. That's I think, good, good point. I like that. I think it would be a good moment for him. That would play into how they were all cheering for him during the gauntlet. Man. I like yeah. that. Because I, th- I thought about that after what happened. And I think, like I said, you saw everyone in the back. They were all cheering him on. I was like, that would be a cool moment. Get yeah, him out there. I like that. Just, just the whole roster kind of goes on strike if Vince don't put Kofi in the match. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. And, and then another moment I thought of with that, and I thought of the movie, Rudy. To get him in the Rudy. game, the whole team laid their jerseys on the coach's desk for Rudy. For Rudy. And I was like, that would be a great like moment. That. that would be a great moment. You got to do that this week, though, right? Not the week before Mania. It could work either week. I think it could. Okay. It could work either week. I like it, though. All right. Completely well, on board with that. Guess what? We'll clip this and send this off to WWE, and if they go with it, we could take full credit and be like, we want writing jobs. I'm just just saying. Okay? Yeah. Make sure you include <laughs> the part about fuck Chad Gable. Sorry. I'm not, I'm Sorry. Not that. I'm not even I had to bring that. us back down to earth. We can't be agreeing on too many things in a row, so I got Yeah, that is weird. We we have been lately, which is I odd. gotta keep throwing a little nugget in there every now and then. <laughs> Alright, so we got what you thought of the match. real quick. Just a real quick answer. Which round did you thought was the best? Out of the six. Oh, obviously the Brian thing. Okay, so you like the magic that they have. And we always we already discussed where do you see them going from That's there. That's a good point too, great. It's moving towards a nation of the Oh Dude, I'm not even joking. Me and my friends used to do that, that the nation lit. thing. And we even made like ghetto like remember the little paper rings you would do? My friend made like Nation of Domination once and we used them <laughs> corn balls. I'm not gonna say that that angle, yes. I'm not gonna say that I heard that angle. Oh, you did get him? Who said that? I don't care. That's how I felt from the start. Dude, bring bring Ron Simmons back as Farouk too to lead the new day. Yeah, what did you hear? Man. That? Yeah. Ooh. Right, well, at least there's someone else that thinks that way too. That's I'm not saying it's original. That idea. would That's be not... good. I I like the idea of that. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're done with SmackDown. Let's go to the conclusion. I think we gave it a pretty good rating last week. I think we were at a three. Uh, it was fair. What would you say this week? Because there wasn't a lot of wrestling as it normally is. There was a I lot. Gotta, of... I got to go 3.5 because of some of the cheesy roll-ups in the gauntlet match and the obvious Becky KO show and all that stuff. So 3.5 again. Okay. Um, I'm going with a solid four. I'm not trying to outdo you. I, I was really into the match. And again... I'm more of a professional wrestling guy, but for me to be still into it with the promos that it did, it was a promo-dominated uh, uh, show <laughs> with a couple matches. Oh, and, fuck! And you had a women's tag match. Um, oh, my Lord. What happened? I just uh, scrolled down on the list, and I seen your number three on the list, and I about puked. Oh, that's what we're going to get into. Thank you. So I'll give it a four. All right, it's time for... Really? The- List. I'm in shock here right now. This is I, I can't wait to hear this. 
Okay. Well, how about this? I'll start off so you can treat you, it on. You started you, off. You gave me yours. And then this you is fucked up. My number five this week, The Miz. Great promo. Like I said, it was a really good promo. I, I just got to get used to him being a face. I still have to get there. Um, so my number five is The Miz. Number four, Ronda Rousey. Didn't have to say much, but made a huge impact. I love that segment she did. The only dis- Like I said, the only disconnect was when the security guard and Travis Brown not being arrested. Other than that, perfect segment. They needed to do what they had to do for her going into this triple threat match. Number three, Iconics. I'm defending myself right now. They beat the women tag champions. Qualified for themselves to be in the triple threat at this point for the women tag team titles. How could you not put them on the list? Because they made an impact. Okay, hold on. I don't care if they win the titles. I am never putting the Iconics on any kind of fucking list besides the I want to fuck list. Okay, well, I put them on my list. Iconic pose. And my number two, (laughs) after an incredible promo and an incredible match with Seth Rollins and getting the victory, despite the the distraction from Heyman and Lesnar, hey, he took advantage and got the victory over Rollins. My number two this week is Drew McIntyre. And my number one is the man that had another incredible gauntlet match, only to come up short. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna factor that in. I'm going with Kofi Kingston, number one this week. Another, another credible showing from this man. I really can't wait to see how they get him in this title match. You know he's gonna get this moment. And I just hope, even if he was to hold the title for 30 days and then drop it back to Brian, give the guy the title. Give the freaking guy a title. He deserves it. And it's more than just the moment. You could see what he could do. Like I said, in that whole gauntlet match, the two that really shined in that was Brian and Kofi. That magic they get. Oh, man. It, it, that's seven minutes. I was captivated. That's enough. So, yeah. go ahead. Shit on me. Go ahead. I'm waiting. No, the Iconics was my only uh, issue because I got the list exactly the same as yours, except I'm taking out Iconics and putting Seth Rollins in there. Otherwise, identical to your list for every reason that you said. Uh, Ms. Rousey was fantastic. Seth was fantastic as always. Drew, oh my God, if this was any other week without that gauntlet match, Drew would be a number one hands down. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you got to go with Kofi after that performance. There's just no doubt. And women's tag titles will be a fatal four way. Yeah, I think they're going to go with that XT brand for next one. That's been the rumor. You're going to get SmackDown or Raw representative, and that. Um, yeah, because the Raw is obviously the classic, you know, duo of. Uh, of uh, Beth Phoenix and uh, Natalia. Then you got the Iconics for SmackDown. Who they would go with for NXT, I guess we'll see. That is the rumor. We'll see if they go with that. Um, all right. Now we're done with the list. We covered Raw. We covered SmackDown. We're going to go into a special segment this week. And we were talking about best WrestleMania main events. Well, we came up with eight. And we're going to do a tournament style. Best of the best tournament. D-Ship and I choose uh, the matches. You guys could choose along with us. You're going to be pretty much the tiebreaker because normally we would have Magriff with us, but he'll be back in a couple weeks. But until then, you guys are going to be the third decider factor. And here are the candidates for this. We got Hogan and Warrior for WrestleMania 6. 
going up against HBK, Triple H, and Benoit at WrestleMania 20. Then you got Hart and Michaels at WrestleMania 12 going up against Rock and Austin at WrestleMania X7. Then you got Lesnar versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19 going up against John Cena and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 23. And then your final matchup is Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and Andre the Giant WrestleMania 3 going up against Shawn Michaels and Undertaker WrestleMania 26. It was hard to pair these, but I, I couldn't go with Shawn Michaels because sadly Shawn Michaels is involved with four of them. But that just shows what an iconic wrestler he was. All right, so we got our first matchup, and of course we got people in chat that are going to be determining the third person for us, basically. So here we go. We got the first matchup. We got Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, title first title, WrestleMania six. We know that Warrior came out on top, going up against Triple H, HBK, Chris Benoit, Triple Threat, WrestleMania twenty, New York City. Obviously, the man that we don't mention won, making. Triple H tap out in the middle of the ring. All right. My vote, I go with Hogan and Warrior. Who do you got? Uh, I go with Hogan and Warrior mainly for the simple fact that this was the match that solidified me as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I've seen all the manias ever. They all in fantastic fashion their own ways. But mm -hmm. this was the match that the little kid in me, this is where it got solidified. So I go with Hogan Warrior. And welcome, Anthony, on Periscope. Um, yeah, I, I was the same thing. I, everyone, it was funny because I had a WrestleMania viewing party at my house for WrestleMania 6. And all my friends were there, and they were the Hawkamaniacs. I was the only one with the tassels on the arms. I was the only warrior. This was also <laughs> my first WrestleMania VHS that I ever owned. Too. Oh, really? I watched this WrestleMania more than any other Mania. Uh, dude, it was still great, WrestleMania. It was. It was awesome. The hot rod doing the blackface, that was kind of racist. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, Demolition beating the Colossal uh, Connection for the tag team titles. Eventually, Demolition would go off to be heels, but at that time, it was a special moment for them, winning the tag titles back. Um, yeah, there was a lot of good things, and there was, uh, yeah, weird things. Uh, Benoit Warrior, I plead the fifth, uh, get him Jones says, but we're already outnumbered because, you know, great one always has to be the opposite of, uh, D-Shep, and even though I agree with you, but WrestleMania 6 moves on. Whoop, click the wrong one. <laughs> now, the next battle we have, we got Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12, Iron Man match, going up against Rock and Austin, WrestleMania X7. Man, this is going to be a real hard one. To determine who will go on. Hold on a second. I had to cover that up. Um, who would you go with? I mean. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, not because of any one particular reason. But the Rock and Austin match at 17 was my favorite match of all time. Uh, so as much as I love that Hart and Michaels match. This would be my final. I would have had them at opposite ends of the bracket, but since this is first round, I got I, I got to go with the match that is more iconic in my soul. And every time I think Rock and Austin, I listen to that Limp Bizkit My Way song for that epic match promo. Oh my God, that was probably single handedly the best music parody 
promo before match that I've ever seen. I don't think anything since then has topped that. So mm-hmm. I got to go with Rock and Austin. But like I said, if Harden Michaels moves on, this is my winner. Whoever wins out this bracket, basically, this match right here. This is my winner. This is my winner for it all. Yeah, as much as it was hard for me, I actually agree with you again. Shocking. This is awful that we're agreeing too much here. I am going with Rocket Austin. Video package, everything was built up. And it was funny that they took one month to build this. Because the original plan was I ain't going to Austin. That didn't pan out. So they threw the rock in the mix, and you got this one-month build, and it was perfect. They did there, a good job. There was never a more perfect song for Feud than my way for mm-hmm. this feud at this time. Mm-hmm. It, the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's unanimous. Uh, great one. It says this one is tough. Uh, in his first WrestleMania, it was three. Um, that was probably about mine because I was about the same age. So, yeah, I would go with that too. Uh, I was about four or five when that came out. That was my first one that I officially watched was 87. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's unanimous because no matter what they go with, um, Obviously, we overrule. So, Rock and Austin moves on, which is surprising. I didn't think that was going to happen. Okay. Your next matchup in the first round is Lesnar challenging Kurt Angle for the WWE title at the time. That Matt Hart and Michaels. Yeah, it was. But I'm sorry. I got to go with Rock and Austin. Um, Lesnar and Angle, WrestleMania 19, WWE title on the line. Obviously, you knew what happened. Lesnar won after that little botched uh, shooting star press. But. That won't take away from the incredible match that was Angle and Lesnar. Going up against Cena and Michaels at WrestleMania 23. Michaels was a last-minute ad after Triple H um, hurt himself at New Year's Revolution. Um, he was It was slated for a rematch from the year before. Obviously, that didn't happen. And they put in Michaels and Mr. WrestleMania rose to the occasion yet again, putting on a classic with John Cena. No one, and of course, we know what happened. Cena prevailed. So... Um, who are you going to go with on this one? This one's probably the hardest one for me. Uh, just because these are very evenly matched up, but because of Hayden Lesnar, as much as I do, I got to go Cena and Michaels just because I, I, I can't really give you a solid good reason on this one though. Just, it was, it was an easy match to have a substitute throw in and they had a great match but beyond that I can't really give a rock solid uh, kind of answer to this one but I'm going to go Cena Michael I'm with you on that as well again we're green it's scary tonight um, Hart Michaels uh, what's up Dan it was a technical match in my opinion but as far as show I got on uh, he understands that we went with Rock and Austin okay cool <clears throat> now the next one obviously <clears throat> Lesnar uh this matchup, Lesnar and Angle was a good match, but I'm going with Cena and Michaels for the fact that you know it was last minute. There wasn't really much of a build because obviously he was throwing that last second. Um, and again, it, it it was one of the last few WrestleManias I watched when I took my break from wrestling for a little bit. And man, it was such a good match. He had me going. So I, it's unanimous, I guess. We would go with Cena and Michaels for WrestleMania 23. Um, I'm not picking this one. That's close. Okay. <laughs> Great one. Co-host of the Impactful Podcast with me on this very same channel, too. Uh, cannot decide uh, which one to go with. Okay. 
Well, we're going to go with Cena and Michaels because of unanimous between the both of us. We both agree on that one. Now, this one we may be split, so we'll see right here. The fourth matchup in the first round. Hulk Hogan, when he put his WWF title on the line against the quote-unquote, I guess, was undefeated Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. Knowing the results, Hogan won. Big body slam on Andre. Iconic moment. The iconic stare down that you see even currently in WWE uh, little promo packages. Um, you see that stare down between them two. The other match, Michaels Undertaker, WrestleMania 26 in Arizona. It was the retirement versus the streak match. And, of course, we know what happened. Undertaker won. Was a great match and shocking. It wasn't no title match was the main event. This was the main event, and it lived up to its hype. It was an incredible match. I'm really decided, but I hate to say this. I'm going with Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania three. What do you got? Uh, this is a tough one. I have a hard time going with Hogan and Andre as great as iconic, iconic match. Uh. But he failed to slam the first time. And I'm not going to try to shit on that match because it was all time. But I got to go with Miles or Michaels and Undertaker just for everything, the emotion leading up to it. Uh, if you're going with a match that made Mania, like Great just kind of said, then, yeah, the obvious choice is Hogan and Andre. Without Hogan and Andre, there is no 30-some WrestleManias. And I get that. But just comparing the two matches against each other, I got to go Michaels and Undertaker. Okay, well, we're looking at Chad here. And they were saying, um, got to pick Hogan and Andre. That match is what made Mania the spectacle it is. Dan Diz said the same thing. So we're going to go with that. Uh, Unanimous, I'm sorry, buddy. Hogan and Andre no, gets that. Oh, no, I know. I just, no, just letting you know. That's who got the win there. So now you got your second round. You got Hogan and Warrior, WrestleMania 6, Rock Austin, WrestleMania X7. And then your second matchup in the second round is Cena and Michaels versus Hogan and Andre. Wow. With four matches that Shawn Michaels was involved, I was surprised that only one made it out of the first round. And here we go. First matchup in the second round, Hogan and Warrior, WrestleMania 6, Rock Austin, X7. Who do you got? Um, yeah, Rock Austin. This one's not even close for me. As much as WrestleMania 6 main event was what solidified me, Rock Austin, you can't top it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here. Hold on. All right, because Hogan were, obviously, it was title versus title. That was the first time that really happened when you think about it. Think about it. The title was on for event like that. That was the first time you ever seen that. Um. Rock Austin, obviously, I mean, they had iconic matches before WrestleMania 15. They had a couple in between then. <clears throat> I'm going with Hogan Warrior. Hogan Warrior. I don't know if anyone else, now that we're split, people help us here. <laughs> yeah, help us out, please, for the love of God. Help us. Uh, I have to say Rock Austin. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm. You sons of bitches. <laughs> don't be butthurt. I wasn't butthurt about I know, I should Andre, be. so you, know what, you, you don't be no, butthurt now. I won't. I won't. I apologize. I apologize immediately. All right. That's enough. All right, here we go. The second matchup in the second round of this tournament. You got 
Mania is about that show, My Logic, the big show. Hey, uh, Cena versus Michaels, WrestleMania 23. Hogan Andre, WrestleMania 3. You know what's funny? I kind of, this matchup is both Detroit WrestleManias. So, kind of fits, too. It's the Battle of Detroit WrestleManias. Which one you got? 23 or 3? This one's easy to me because uh, I was going to go with this bracket either way, no matter how it turned out. So, H Hogan versus Andre all day over a thrown together match. Thank you. I'm with you on that one. Hogan and Andre. Uh, all right, I was outvoted. I got it. I got it, people. I, was, I, I, I quickly apologize. I was like, ah. You're going to be outvoted in the final, too, motherfucker. <sighs> You'd be surprised where I was going to go with, actually. All right. I agree with you. So, Hogan, Andre, move on. Now, you got your finals. Rock, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania X7, Houston Astrodome, going up against Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Silverdome. Man, oh, man. It's about a 1987 versus 2001. Everyone, who do we have? And I think I, we got to make sure we get, because this one's going to be, this is going to be hard because you got to think of it a time. Yeah, WrestleMania 3 is what made it, what made it, what it is today, as opposed to X7. They've got a lot of, well, X7, I mean, it kind of showed why they won the, well, we got D-Shup's answer. Well, hold on, dude. We put this on YouTube. I don't want to get flagged. Uh, we got it. Hurry up before but we get flagged. This still brings me chills for this match. Yeah, it does. You can't. It's a real hard one. You cannot possibly pick a fucking power slam over that. Get out of here. Okay, bully. All right, I'm going with it. Thank you. <laughs> now, with the build and all, it was a perfect build. Good match. And the hill turn overall. I go with Rock Austin. Great one goes with Rock Austin. You go with Rock Austin. It's unanimous. Ladies and gentlemen, you're best of the best. As far as WrestleMania main events are concerned, our winner today is Rock for Stone Cold Steve Austin. WrestleMania. X seven, nice. Uh, that, whew. that was awesome. You know what? I'm gonna do another one next week. We'll come up with another WrestleMania theme. I enjoyed that. We'll get people involved. I love the fact that people in chat were with us on that one. So thank you for uh, helping us out with that tournament. We'll do another one next week. The kickoff match of all time. No. Uh, is, no. What the start up match? Give me the first match of ever at a WrestleMania's. I mean, you had some classic first matches at WrestleMania. Uh, best Battle Royals? Well, if you want to go with... Let's the go gimmick with the Battle Royal was funny <laughs> as fuck. Well, I mean, let's go for now. Let's do like the... Let's keep with the WrestleMania thing. So, okay, uh, I got you one. I got you one right here. Okay, what you got? Best Intercontinental Championship match at Mania. Okay, and then in the following week, maybe we could do world title ones. But a lot of that will be main events, too. So, actually, we can't do that. We'll do IC title. That's a good one. 
We'll come up with eight next week. Tweet us at Go Home Wrestling on Twitter if you have a choice for that. Which one you thought was a good Intercontinental Title match for WrestleMania? We got 34 of them, so you can choose from 34, and we'll come up with the top eight and do a tournament next week. On I guess technically show. speaking, Hogan and Warrior can be in that tournament too, since IC title was on the line. And you are right. That's technically you know qualifies over title versus title. And when Warrior won, he had to forfeit it, but because uh, during the time you weren't allowed to hold two titles, yeah. that, was, that was against WWF rules. Uh, so IC title match, we're going to do a best of the best tournament. Keep that WrestleMania theme going, and we'll do. Wasn't that, that famous Steamboat Macho Man match IC title? Yes, it was, sir. Ooh. It's going to be a hard one. I know. All right. Well. Steamboat Savage, even great one says it. And yeah, we're going to be doing that with our rest, uh, Are They Wrestling Classics podcast that we're going to be starting in about a month. Um, all right, folks. Well, we covered Raw. We covered SmackDown. We gave our list. I got shit for putting the Iconics on it. Um, we did a great best of the best tournament. That means that's the end of the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, for people that are watching, if you can't catch us live, we have. Uh, we, put this all on podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor FM. Uh, Google Podcast, and then for people that listen on podcast, you can listen, you can watch us live every Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, at least until the fall when they move SmackDown to Fridays, and we'll probably do Saturdays. But until then, we're Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Periscope under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. Follow us on Twitter and chat with us about wrestling when we're not live. D Shep is under D Shep 1979. I'm under the Go Home Wrestling. Go Home Wrestling. Yep, yep. All right. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the Go Home Wrestling Show.